Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the She's Speaking Podcast. We are your go-to place for girl talk, college tips, and life advice. I'm Bryn. And I'm Jamie. And we are your hosts for the show today. We are so happy y'all are here. Um, We got a few things planned out for today's episode. Jamie, you want to fill us in on what we're going to talk about today? Of course, yeah. So today, Bryn and I, we sort of just wanted to sit down and talk about our experiences getting involved in campus, on campus throughout college, and sort of like the different organizations we've been a part of, different things we've done on campus, um, and sort of like the importance of being as active as you can during those college years, and just like what get being involved will give, give you in the long run, basically. So we're gonna run through our experiences, our recommendations, and the benefits that we think getting involved has because there's definitely a lot of them like it's not just you know fun and whatever there's lots of benefits that you can get from just being involved in college so Brenda do you sort of want to start by sharing like your college story and what you've done outside of class during college yeah totally down with that so also I'm just gonna warn y'all if I sound like I got a lisp it's because I started Invisalign this past week so (laughs) I got top and bottom retainer in so I'm kind of getting used to how it feels so like I said just a warning um but yeah let me talk about some of the stuff that I've done in college I have always been a commuter student which means that I basically have lived at home and driven to campus a a longer distance than normal people like you know they'll have the student apartments that are like five minutes away or something but I, most of college, the first half, I lived 15 minutes away from campus, but then my parents and I moved out on a farm, and now I drive 40 minutes, and I have the past two years, so yeah, that's been a lot of fun, (laughs) a lot of gas, Um, but yeah, so that's kind of my situation, and even with that, I still got involved on campus, because I really wanted to make sure I got the most out of my experience while I was going to college. So yeah, so that's, there's no excuses for anybody who's living on or near campus to not get involved. Because let me tell you, I I was on board for one organization I'll talk about and I was 40 minutes away and I still <laughs> managed how to, to do it somehow. So yeah, no excuses for y'all. But essentially, I was a part of three main organizations while I was on campus. The first one is Beta Alpha Psi, which is the accounting and finance, and I think now IS, which information systems, um, honor society that we have on Kennesaw's campus. So essentially what they do is you're in this group of students that are all a part of those majors and you get to know a lot of your classmates more. And also it's great opportunities for networking with different uh, firms and companies because they want, you know, the best of the best of the students that are coming out of school and being a part of that club for those specific majors is you know, a sign that you are really putting forth effort in your studies and everything. So that's why they come to you. And so it's a great opportunity to network with these companies and get your foot in the door while you're still a college student. Um, That's actually how I got my internship that I had junior year. 
And I really ended up loving the firm and it was a great opportunity and a great learning experience. So you never know what you might get out of being a part of these clubs. And, you know, I think it only was like $50 a semester dues, but what you get out of it is definitely worth that small amount of money. Um, so I did that for most of the college, you know, when I actually decided to be an accounting major. I'm accounting and marketing, by the way, double major. So okay. yeah, I don't know if I said oh. in one of the episodes, but I'm crazy. I really don't know how I got to that point. She couldn't decide. She's doing all the majors. That's, yeah, essentially. I'm just the whole college of business. I know, you know, because I took some IS classes as well. So yeah, I just, I know everything about business essentially. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I did that. And then another organization I was a part of most of my college was my sorority, Gamma Phi. Um, I rushed sophomore year and then I got into a sorority and that was a great experience just for meeting a lot of people I feel like Greek life is a great way to like put yourself out there and automatically have this big pool of people to talk with and connect with and you already know them you have some sort of relationship with them because they're your sorority sister or they know this person and yeah, it, I loved it. And I loved meeting people from all different, you know, sororities and fraternities and different things. It was a great just social aspect of the college experience. And I really liked it as well, because a lot of the events were planned out beforehand. And so I had them on my calendar. And I had like a set time and date that I would be social. Like, you know, like I didn't have to worry about getting bogged down with homework and like trying to figure out a time to meet friends. Cause like I had it on my books already planned out. And so that was really that convenient. It did. It helped a lot with just scheduling my homework around things. So that was a plus. And so I did that for a few years. I did a couple of positions. Um, I did the financial vice president assistant. I was on some committees. And so, yeah, it's a great way to just get to know a lot of people and to build your leadership skills. You know, all the stuff that they say about Greek life that you think's cheesy, it really does help, you know? It's good on the resume too, all that. Yeah, um, exactly. and, yes, and then the last organization that I was a big part of while I was in college is uh, Miracle at KSU, which... It's a nonprofit organization that fundraises for Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. They have chapters all across, you know, the country for the different local hospitals in that area. And we do a big fundraising event called Dance Marathon. They do it all across the country, like I said, at colleges. And it's amazing. It's 12 to 24 hours where you just fundraise, get to hear all the patient stories from the hospitals and it, it's just a lot of fun and it's life-changing and I don't say that lightly it really is like an amazing thing to be a part of and so I started out as just a dancer then I was on a committee and then I did like I said earlier I was on board and so I essentially you know helped plan a lot of events throughout the year and fundraise and get people hyped up I had my own little committee it was it was a lot of fun but then y'all listen to this then I've been doing this thing the whole daggum year putting blood sweat and tears into it and oh, no. you know, our good old friend Mr. COVID-19 comes up and literally y'all two days before our dance marathon they canceled it 
Oh my God. Literally, it was the Saturday that everything started happening um, was going to be our event. And then that Thursday, they're like, yeah, um, we're not going to be able to do it. We advise y'all not to do it. That's what they told us from the you know corporate person. So I was like, that's just dandy. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird weekend, y'all. That was the mm-hmm. weirdest weekend of my life. I felt like I was in the twilight zone, y'all. It literally, that was canceled. School went online and then March Madness was canceled. <laughs> y'all, March Madness is what gets me out of my wintertime depression. Okay. It was, it was the weirdest weekend ever, but yeah. So I did that though. And it was still a lot of fun. I gained a lot of things, met a lot of people. The board is fantastic because it's like 20 people. And so you really like bond with all of them and get to know them. Um, so that was a lot of fun, but yeah, those were the main organizations I was really a part of. And like I said, the social benefits, leadership skills, um, just different things just to help you grow as a person. I mean, it's just, you reap so much great benefits out of getting involved in these organizations while you're in college and not just, you know, going to class, going back home, you know, like that gets old. Like you need a little more than just that. And it's great on your resumes too, people. I know people say that, but it is. I get asked about them all the time in interviews because it's a great conversation starter. They like seeing that you wanted to get involved and do other things and that you're not just a hermit. Like you actually have Mm -hmm. friends, (laughs) you know? So yeah, that's a little bit of my overview on how I feel and, you know, my experience about with clubs and organizations. Um, So yeah. What about you, Jamie? Yeah, so I feel like it's kind of interesting because we, I was listening to what you were involved in and um, we're all doing different stuff. And so I think that's really cool that they're like, no matter what you're interested in, in college, you can find something that's right for you basically. And um, so I think the first thing um, I'll mention is that I actually rushed my sophomore year too at school for sororities, but I didn't end up joining one. And that was just a personal thing it was just I just just found out it wasn't for me like I I'm really glad I did it though because um I wanted to meet more people at school you know and just get out of my shell and comfort zone a little bit and it definitely did that for me because you know when you're trying to talk to literally you know hundreds of people every day um you you know you you get used to it and you get like um you just make a lot of new friends and so I'm glad I did that Um, Even though I didn't end up joining, um, I think that was a great experience. So if you're on the fence about stuff like that, definitely try it because, you know, you're not going to regret trying something new. And even if you find out that the club or whatever, or the sorority is not for you, then you gave it a try and you'll probably meet some people and, you know, have a good experience along the way. So I definitely would recommend trying things like that. Um, But like the one of the organizations I was a part of, was Wishmakers on campus. And so that's an organization that um, there's, they have chapters at lots of different schools and they help raise money for Make-A-Wish Foundation. Um, And so I actually interned at Make-A-Wish, I think it was, wasn't last summer, it was the summer before. Um, And so right before I interned there, I saw a bake sale in our little student center. And I was like, hmm, let me go see what that is and go buy a cookie, you know, whatever. And it was for Wishmakers on campus. They were selling, you know, stuff around Valentine's Day. 
And so I was pretty interested. I was looking for, you know, a new club to join at school. I wanted to get more involved. This was my sophomore year, I think. Yeah. And so I went to one of the meetings. I thought it was really, really cool because it was sort of like service oriented. So it wasn't to do with school, you know, and you got to sort of um, feel like you were doing something good, but also meeting people and making friends and stuff like that. So with that organization, um, we would do different um, like tabling events, bake sales, things like that. We would also, this was all pre-COVID by the way. Um, and one of the other things that organization did was we would go and set up visits to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta hospitals. And we would go and do little craft days with the kids there. So I got to be one of those. And that was really fun because I love working with kids. I've worked as a camp counselor before. So getting to do stuff like that um, through Wishmakers was really fun. And in that organization, I also um, got to be the treasurer for um, one, one year that I was in that club. And that was really good because I gained a lot of experience just working with other people on the board. And it's definitely good to, I think, you know, go for those leadership positions. And I'll get more into that later as I get to other organizations, but they're really good um, just skill builders for, you know, internships and jobs down the line, you get a lot of good experience being on like executive boards and clubs. So anyway, so that was Wishmakers. And then another organization I was a part of was the marketing association at my school. So sort of um, different schools will have chapters of the American Marketing Association. And so I found out about that one at junior year. And so I saw them at, at a tabling event and I'm like, I'm a marketing minor. I think I mentioned this before. So PR is my major, but marketing is my minor. And I wanted to sort of learn more about marketing because I don't take too many classes um, for the minor. And so I wanted to get some more, you know, networking and learning about the marketing field. And so that one's a really cool one that I got to join. Um, I, through that club, we have guest speakers. And so um, that was a great way to network as well as you know, just learn about different topics that maybe aren't covered in your classes. We had um, a guest speaker from, um, he used to work at Coca-Cola, so we got to learn all about his work there, as well as he talked about personal branding. So that was a great thing to learn about because, um, you know, LinkedIn's hard. And so getting to hear, you know, tips and tricks about stuff like that from a professional was great. They would also have like agency panels, so like different jobs that we're looking for interns would come and we would get to learn about their company and stuff like that and also connect with them through those meetings. And sometimes we would get to do fun events. So like right before COVID happened in February, so we're like, I think it was the end of February, we went to an, a Hawks game together. So, and we got to sort of do like a little backstage tour with the, one of the marketing people for the Hawks team. So that was really neat. And I hadn't been to a basketball game before. So that was my first one. So that was really fun to go with everybody. I know I was like, I think I was like one of the only ones that hadn't been to one before. And Bryn's like freaking out about this now. I know. But I love basketball. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. It was really fun though. And so that was sort of like, um, just shows that, you know, even academic clubs and organizations will have like fun opportunities and fun things for you to do together as a club because you're not just going to want to go to a meeting with people you don't know very well. And so having those fun outings that those clubs offer helps you get to know the other members better. Um, and that really helps you make the most out of the clubs that you're in. And I'm going to skip over my the last organization I'm going to talk about. And real quick, just mention volunteering. 
because um, that's another great way that you can get involved both on and off campus. So I volunteered at an animal shelter um, for about a year. I couldn't do it this semester because of my schedule just got too busy with everything else I was doing. But I volunteered at a local animal shelter near my campus and there I would go every Wednesday and walk the dogs at the shelter. They usually had like 15 to 20 dogs there. And me and the other people on my shift would go and walk them every week and play with them and things like that. And it was really, really great because, you know, you're getting involved, you're like helping an organization, but you're also like, if it's something you're passionate about, you're going to enjoy doing it too. And I love animals. So if you're like wanting to get into volunteering with someone or an organization, look at what you're passionate about. If you like animals, if you like helping kids, different things like that, the environment, you can find like a charity or you know, just an organization that you can volunteer with. Because that looks great on the resume too, because that's like you taking time out of your schedule and you're not being paid for this. You're not, it's not for school. It's just something that you want to do. And it's going to look really great that you took the time to do something good for someone else. So I also recommend volunteering as well. And so for my last organization I was going to talk about was, is PRSSA. So PRSSA stands for Public Relations Student Society of America. And it's basically like the pre-professional organization for the public relations industry. And there's also like a professional version called PRSA once you graduate. And I've been involved with the, our campus's chapter since junior year, I'm pretty sure. It's been about two, two and a half years. So our, at our school, the chapter was sort of, we had one and then a lot of people graduate, I think, and it sort of disappeared, but it got restarted. And I was able to join it pretty much as it was getting restarted. And with PRSSA and lots of like uh, academic based clubs, um, those are really great because one, you'll get those guest speakers, like I mentioned with the marketing association and two um, is networking with those guest speakers because um, there, you know, they could, it could lead to a job opportunity and internship down the road if you keep in touch with those guest speakers that you have. So with PRSSA, I've been able to serve as the secretary, vice president, and president throughout my time in the organization. And I'm currently serving as the president for this semester because our president last semester graduated. I got to be elected president this time. And that's been really great because I've been able to just build my leadership skills and things like that. And so like with some of my responsibilities in the club have been like securing our guest speakers and like finding them on LinkedIn and just cold messaging them. And that's just really helpful skills because, um, and also like emailing our whole chapter. I do a chapter newsletter every week for the club. And so that's just great building my communication skills. And another thing in PRSSA that I've gotten to do is go to conferences. So there'll be annual conferences that professionals and students can attend. And this one this year was virtual, but it was still really cool to go and listen to like the panels and things like that. But those are really fun events. And um, I think that PRSSA and lots of different academic clubs, they're also great because you learn about things that are sort of more niche than you might learn in class. Like you might learn about just how to, for instance, in PR, how to write a press release or something like that. It's like basic skills. But with these academic clubs, you're gonna get more of like a honed in sort of look at the industry you're interested in. Yep. So 
for example, like an event that we're having is we're looking at green communications and, you know, what, how companies that want to market like environmental causes, how do they do that? So that's a lot more specific. So it sort of can, you can learn what you're interested in too academically through these clubs. So I think that's really another great thing about them. But that's sort of my story about my involvement at school. I didn't mention this at the beginning, but like Bryn, I've also been a commuter student the whole time throughout college. Um, and so I live about 40, 45 minutes away from my campus. And I think at first in college, I was a little bit, I don't know, I had trouble like getting involved at first, I will admit. Yeah. Um, and it made school not like as enjoyable, like going to class was sort of like, oh, cause you only had like, you had your friends at, in classes or you had your friends outside of class, but you didn't feel like a part of the whole community of school. You know, like you didn't feel like a part of your college's like whole community. But once I started getting involved in different organizations and stuff, I definitely not only made more friends throughout through those, but also just felt more connected to the whole campus and like the whole school. And I think that was a great benefit because it's hard when you're just going from home to school to back and you, you have that drive as a commuter student and you feel like kind of isolated on that drive mm -hmm. that other students might not have. But when you're going and you have, you know, a club meeting to look forward to after class or things like that, um, it can make those trips to campus a lot easier. Because sometimes I would have class earlier in the day, I would just hang out on campus with people and then I would go to my club meetings at night and I would sort of make a whole day of it versus before I was involved, I would just go to school and go home. And it's like definitely not as enjoyable as if you're more involved. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's sort of been my experience. It's made being a commuter student a lot better. Oh yeah. Getting more active. I 100% agree with that statement, for sure. Yeah, because like I, I mean, like you said, it's just, it just makes it not as fun when you just are going there for class and then back home, you know? Yeah, you feel sort of disconnected from everybody else. Yes. So yes, everyone, even if you live close to campus, like I said before, get involved you will not regret it there like jamie said there's literally something for everyone i went on the little portal yeah. that they have to look at all the clubs one day <laughs> there's hundreds if not thousands of clubs yeah. it's insane oh, yeah so there is one for you out there you just gotta look exactly like i know at our school we have sort of a club about if you're interested in disney like disney lovers there's oh, like yeah. a whole club for that and so, yeah, anything you're interested in, I'm sure your school has an organization just dedicated to it. Um, but I think another important thing to remember with, especially with like the academic pre-professional clubs is we mentioned networking and you're sort of like, okay, like I hit connect on LinkedIn and I'm done, right? No, you're not done because, and I'll give an example of how these connections that you make in these uh, clubs are important. When I was interviewing for an internship recently, I was talking with the interviewer about my experience and different, you know, inter other internships, other work, and also the clubs I've been involved in. And because they always ask you that, tell me about yourself question that we all hate, right? And so I was like, okay, let me give them my little spiel, right? Elevator so pitch. Yeah, my elevator pitch. So when I got to the part about being in PRSSA, 
and I told them, you know, about what I had done in the organization and how, you know, how it had helped me so far. And then one of the interviewers um, was like, oh, you're involved in PRSA? That's so cool because she was, she's in PRSA, which is the professional version. She's on different committees. And I was like, oh yeah, you're on such and such committee. And because I had looked her up, of course, beforehand, do your research, kids. But, and she, so we were able to connect and sort of start a little conversation about our mutual involvement in that club. Because a lot of times people that you're interviewing with will have been involved in these clubs too when they were in college. So that's a great like little conversation starter in interviews and can have, give you guys something to like connect over because I've definitely had that happen many times. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree with that too. It just makes it where like, I guess you're more interesting and you stand out because they've made that little connection with you, you know? And so I have that too, where like, there'll be the random person that happens to be a Gamma Phi. And so we get all excited about that and everything. And it sounds cheesy and stupid, but like, then you really feel connected to that person more than just like, you know, someone else that might just walk in, you know, an interview. Um, So yeah, definitely it's beneficial. Um, so I, we just want to sort of drive home that getting involved is like really important. You'll get not, like, there's lots of benefits to it. You'll make new friends. You'll be able to network within your future career field. Mm-hmm. You'll learn more than you will in your classes and you'll sort of be able to schedule out your socializing. So maybe, you know, you give yourself something to look forward to basically that you don't have to like plan yourself. So that's also great with these clubs because you know that set times throughout the week, you're going to have some sort of social interaction that you don't have to like go out of your way to do. And I think that's sometimes great for some of us. And you also will just get more involved in the whole campus community. You'll be more proud to be going to your school. Like you'll sort of um, feel that college pride, should we say. Um, And I think it's important to remember that you don't have to have like a whole lot of time to be involved in these organizations to get involved on campus like I know some of us were like really busy with school with work we have lots of obligations and it might seem hard to you know add something new to your plate but a lot of these organizations don't take a lot of your time they don't take a lot of money and it can be attainable to just um, I mean they might have just like weekly meetings like we all have an hour during the week that we can find and it's really just a lot, really beneficial to be as active as you can. And we all have different levels that we can be involved, but just to do what you can. And another thing I didn't mention before is that if you're interested in writing or you know, maybe your future career has involved with writing, get involved with your campus newspaper because that's a great way to get um, experience for your future career and also to be involved on campus so that's a great option if that's something you're interested in career-wise but yeah so I hope you guys learned a little bit about how you can get involved on campus and the benefits of it um Bryn mm-hmm. do you want to hop into your uh bachelor recap do we have some drama tonight yes so okay on the previous episode I said it would be like the two-night finale because that's usually what they do they do like First part okay. on the Monday and the second part's on Tuesday and then it's done with. Well, this year, for some reason, they split it up between two Mondays. 
So we don't have the full finale recap today. Okay. It's just going to be fantasy suites, which, ooh, you know, <laughs> that's when it gets real serious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, so this is this is essentially right before um, we'll have the top two meet Matt's family. That's what comes after fantasy suites. So I'll give a little recap of what's happened though. And so first the episode starts out actually with um, Matt's dad coming to his little apartment or home. I don't, I still don't know what it is. I think it's a home on the complex. I don't know, but he comes there and they sit down and like the talk gets really deep and serious quick. Because Matt is essentially wanting to work through a lot of the things that, you know, maybe grudges he might hold or things that he might have not processed through because his dad essentially, you know, wasn't there for him and his mom and his brother when he was young. He cheated on his mom. So she ended up taking the two boys away. And his dad just wasn't around much when he was younger. And so that really affected him in a lot of ways. So he wanted to make sure that he fully processed through that and had that talk before he was going to make this big decision um, in the next few weeks on potentially marrying somebody. So they get real serious real quick. Like I'm saying, like, I literally, I was like, dang, this is like getting real deep. Like, I bet like, they must have felt like the cameras weren't there because like it was starting to get deep um and so going back and forth the dad he's kind of trying to like you know tiptoe around things he doesn't want to like confront things and Matt it's so funny literally there's this one point where like the dad like trying to avoid getting serious he was like you know I'm not here to talk about some of this stuff I'm here to celebrate you and what's happening in your life right now (laughs) Matt says well no he goes well dad if we were gonna celebrate something we could just went to Chuck E. Cheese's or something and I almost (laughs) fell on the floor I was like Chuck E. Cheese's (laughs) it was so funny I just was not expecting that so that was really funny but yeah they eventually worked things out and um had a good talk and like Matt said I mean that wasn't that was just the beginning of things it wasn't just a one-time talk that would fix everything so that was good so now we jump into the dates so Michelle is first and Matt planned a little spa day for them which it was like kind of a different spa day because it was like a Pennsylvanian spa day so they had like uh oatmeal Hmm. bath or something no they put their feet in oatmeal then they had a milk bath it was it was odd I was like okay that's fine I like food so that's (laughs) that's I guess interesting um but yeah so they did that and then they went to dinner of course they're in love Michelle's in love with him yada they get the fantasy suite you know the rest Okay, (laughs) next then is Brie, and Brie is still like a little like, you know, skeptical because she got the last rose at the last ceremony, so she feels like she's not his number one, yet that the, everyone at this point's overthinking things, especially Rachel, who I forgot to mention, like, 
during both of these dates is like freaking out because like he's with other women you know um and I, I mean I'm not gonna lie like I would probably be doing the same thing knowing me I'd be freaking out at that point because like you really feel serious about him and then you know he's yeah. like spending the night with other people and so you kind of yeah. get all anxious and worried and so I don't blame her I'd probably be the same way but she was freaking out a lot but so yeah Bree goes on the second date they do like this outdoors walk thing I don't know I would rather have the spa day um (laughs) but yeah they do that and then they go to dinner and then you know serious talks they get the fantasy suite and they when they wake up the next morning look like they enjoyed themselves so okay (laughs) and then Rachel's freaking out more but then they go on Rachel's date and they go to this like little pottery thing and I was getting you know like ghost vibes like the movie you know the the pottery I was like oh this is so I would want to go on that you know um but Rachel of course is like still feeling anxious and so like she's kind of ruined the vibe and everything and so she pulls him aside at the beginning and it's just like getting down the business she lets him know how she feels and so they kind of break the tension luckily and then they have a fun date um and then you know they go to dinner and go to the little place that they're gonna stay and she's all like if you just popped out a ring right now I would say yes kind of thing and so they're like oh lovey lovey and then they have their fantasy suite yeah it was just it was a good week for Matt we'll just say that um (laughs) um so then they have the rose ceremony and it's the top three so this is like when it starts to get like kind of hard and emotional when they start to send someone home and so it turns out Brie gets sent home which I'm not surprised I I just don't feel like, like her and Serena P, I just wasn't surprised when they got sent home because I just felt like they weren't completely there vibing with him, you know? I don't know. My personal thoughts, I guess. But yeah, so she gets it home. Of course, she's blindsided because she was like, well, we had such a fun night. Da, 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 da. And so, yeah, we'll see her on Paradise probably. But yeah, so that's the recap of this week. And it's for sure the finale tonight. So I'm going to go watch it when we're done with this. And then we'll recap next week. And we should be done with that. And then I'll start a new show. I won't tell y'all yet, but I got some in mind. So we'll see. I'm excited. I'm excited. So what about you, Jamie? What you got for us this week? All right. So for our streaming recommendation this week, I have um it's another amazon prime so if you guys don't have that one definitely consider it if you're a student it's very very good to have for the ship free shipping as well as for the cool shows um and so similar to last week i know we discussed the good place last week um so definitely if you haven't checked that one out go do so but if you have and you liked it you're gonna like this recommendation this week i think they're kind of a little similar they're actually by the same created by the same guy who did the office and like i mentioned last week um, and they sort of have a similar vibe to them. So anyway, this week we're recommending Upload. So Upload is a, so far we have one season out. They're supposed to be doing a second season sometime soon. So we'll, we'll see. But it came out last May. It's a little science fiction comedy drama, they say. And I'm going to read you the little description and then I'll discuss it a bit. All right. 
2033, humans are able to upload themselves into a virtual afterlife of their choosing. When computer programmer Nathan dies prematurely, he is uploaded to the very expensive Lakeview, um, but soon finds himself under the thumb of his possessive, still-living girlfriend, Ingrid. As Nathan adjusts to the pros and cons of digital heaven, he bonds with Nora, his living customer service rep. Nora struggles with the pressures of her job, her dying father who does not want to be uploaded, and her growing feelings for Nathan while slowly coming to believe that Nathan might have been murdered. So we got a little mystery going on throughout the show. Um, but yeah, I watched this one shortly after it came out last year. And right after I finished, I was like, I want season two. You know, so it was sort of, it had a little big cliffhanger, I'm gonna say at the end of the season. So it definitely makes you want the next season to come out right away. But I think this show is just really funny. It was funny, but it was also sort of like had the little drama aspect to it. But definitely kind of a cool concept because basically I'll just give you a little summary. His girlfriend um, is like really rich. Her family is really wealthy. They all are going to Lakeview, which is like the expensive, the really nice place to upload yourself after you pass away and they can afford to do that it costs a lot of money to upload yourself and the Lakeview costs the most so when he gets in a he basically gets in a self-driving car accident at the beginning of the first episode so I guess Tesla gone wrong right and he um, is in the hospital and he's you know he's dying in the hospital and his girlfriend um, suggests that he upload to Lakeview so that then they can still be together basically um and so he he doesn't want to but then he agrees and they do it and so she's sort of able to still con like be in touch with him and they can still talk basically there's like you can talk to people in these like digital afterlives through like your phone and they you can like chat with them and it's sort of like i don't know it's crazy so like they get a certain amount of like talking time every day or like if she calls him they can chat um, but yeah, and then Nora is sort of like his customer service agent, and she can like place herself into the digital afterlife area, like virtually. She's not really there, sort of like a VR headset she'll wear, and she's sort of there to help him acclimate and like get him anything he needs and like help him with stuff. But then they start sort of, I don't know, getting interested in each other a bit. It's sort of like a whole little drama. So yeah, and there's lots of little you know, things, things can go wrong in the digital afterlife, let's put it that way. But it's really funny. It's a really good show. Um, it's got a cool cliffhanger at the end, but I definitely recommend it. And yeah, if you liked The Good Place last week, this one's sort of got a similar concept. And so I think you'd like it as well. But yeah, have you ever heard of that one before, Bryn? I haven't, but it sounds really interesting. Yeah. And also, you said 2033. Like, that's not too far out. That's only 20. I know. I know. I'm going to get I uploaded. Know. But we already got the, the self-driving cars. So I guess we're halfway there, right? That's so crazy. Wow. Our watch is probably going to be like where it's like Back to the Future Part 2 where I forgot what the year was, but then we got to that year and we're like, it's definitely not like that right now. <laughs> like, exactly. was, it, was it like 2015 or something? I forgot I what year so. it was. 
and it was nothing like real life <laughs> oh yeah no no it was like they went way far out with what they thought it was gonna be so yeah we'll have to see in the next 12 okay. years if we can upload ourselves or not <laughs> but yeah I definitely checked that one out and yeah so I just wanted to thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the She Speaking podcast if you've been listening all along thank you and if you haven't definitely go check out the, our other episodes um yeah and so we hope that you learned a little bit about you know how to get involved on campus the importance of it and got a new show recommendation. And if you're following along with The Bachelor, I'm sure yeah. <laughs> you're enjoying Brent's recast. I like hearing about the drama every week. Yeah. I just like hearing about the crazy stuff that happens. It's really it's entertaining even for a non-Bachelor watcher. I'll put it that way. Let but... me tell y'all, even if you don't watch the normal seasons, Paradise is going to be lit. Paradise okay. is like even better than the normal season. So if you don't watch The Bachelor now, watch Paradise this summer, please. Highly okay. recommend it. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> well, we'll do. Um, but anyway, yeah. So thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to find She's Speaking, like find more about us, you can check us out on all other platforms. So we do have an Instagram as well as a Pinterest. You can find those at She's Speaking Blog. That's the handle. And we have a website as well with a blog that we post on weekly. Um, this past week, I think we had one about how to avoid procrastination, which is uh, definitely a struggle for, I mean, definitely for me. Um, so yeah, definitely go check that one out if you struggle with procrastination as well. But our website is shespeakingblog.weebly.com. And you can find all this linked in the little description of our podcast episodes as well. So you can just click those links and check us out on all our other platforms. But yeah, definitely go do that. Yes. Thank y'all so much for listening today and look forward to our new podcast episode next week. We drop on every Tuesday. Yes, we do. Look forward to then. Thanks, y'all. See ya. Bye. Bye.